It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. connected this is dave johnson voice of the washington wizards you have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man josh kirby on sports podcast coming to you from the trumbull insurance agency virtual studio turn your stress and anxiety into peace and security with trumbull insurance contact patrick van kemper for all your insurance needs at 540-532-0622 we'd like to thank our other sponsors including regroup building services PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, and Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. Well, Josh is not here today, Carlos. So, oh my God, he's not here. The Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez, is my lead contributor today. There we go. You like that? And Finally, co-host. I get a, I get an official title, title, not just a nickname, <laughs> a title. <laughs> and I am the weapon, Dan Dembski, and it is an honor and privilege to celebrate today for mr carlos carlos it was a big weekend for you man take it away listen i know people are thinking that i'm gonna come in here brag and be brandiosos and have a huge celebration but i want to take a moment and be a little humble here you know it's been a long season and we beat the brakes off of Washington. So out of respect, I just like to say to Washington, screw you guys. The champs are here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Champs, baby. Yes. Let the streamers fly. Yeah. Let's go and give me the belt. Give me the belt. Let's go. The champs are here. (laughs) I told y'all the world is right. Washington is dead. The reign is over. The real champions have retaken the throne. I have streamers all over me. Oh, good <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Crank up that music, bro. Come on. Oh, that's about it. That's all I got in me. <laughs> I love the belt. That's that's a great touch for sure, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? And, and the nice thing for Dallas, you all won it before you even had to play on Sunday. True, but, but us as win, Dallas fans. And your dominating win made it that much sweeter. Absolutely. It made it sweeter that it was against Washington. Oh, yeah. And after all you guys went through last season uh, with all the injuries, COVID and stuff like that, you guys were absolutely decimated. So what a what a bounce back season for the for the Cowboys. And I I know we're going to 
you got all these streamers all over the that plate. is fantastic though uh well deserved well well deserved for the cowboys and kirby being the coward that he is decided not <laughs> to be here for the nfc east championship celebration yeah. on this beautiful beautiful victory polo tuesday that's why me and dan are wearing polos despite the fact that dan's team didn't win but he's celebrating because he's part of the celebration i'm yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy for you I, why should why should i not be why should i not um but i will say um it, it's it's also on my you know the reason why i'm celebrating this hard is because you know a lot of people actually didn't have dallas come be, being this good this season yeah. a lot of people were still picking washington which you know and also it's a minor celebration also for my other team the uh kansas city chiefs you know chiefs. they uh yeah they uh they they also secured the afc west this week so um but for them that's that's normal. Dallas finally did something that we hadn't done since 2018, win the NFC East. We're, we're, we're already locked in for a home playoff game, but our ambitions are higher than this. But we want to celebrate it for now. This is a big deal. We did win the NFC East. It's hard to win this division. We haven't had a yes. repeat winner in forever. Yes. Um, but it's a it's a good day. It's a good day. And Kirby, I know you're gonna rewatch this. You're gonna re-listen to this late. You know later. Enjoy it. The champs are here. Let's go. And on that note, we will take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're going to transition into our other games we're covering. We got the Packers and Browns and the Titans and Niners, and that's coming up next on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you about Regroup Building Services. If you're looking to get your home remodeled, any part of your home, bathroom, kitchen, want to get a deck built, Anything like that. Regroup Building Services can just about do everything. And take it from me, because they came in and they remodeled my family's kitchen. And they do a great job. So if you're looking for any sort of home remodeling needs, uh, deck work done, anything of that nature, reach out to my guy Sean Hibbard over at Regroup Building Services today. You can check them out on their website, www.regroupbuildingservices.com, where they do the honeydews that your honey don't. Make sure you tell them Josh sent you. Okay, welcome back. Carlos, there were not a lot of very good games this week as far as the score and the spread are concerned. Um, but we did have a couple games that we wanted to highlight, especially with two games with some uh, playoff gusto, especially in the AFC playoff picture. Um, well, and, and, and the NFC a little bit too, especially for Green Bay. As we start with the Packers at home, the Packers are tough to beat at home. Uh, but when it gets to this time of the year in late December, <laughs> they're almost unbeatable at home. The Browns came in and tried to but Baker Mayfield, he was trash in this game. Four interceptions, yeah. and you could argue that last interception most definitely. Uh, the Packers were bailed out by pass interference. Uh, but Not being called. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, but still four interceptions for Baker Mayfield. You know, Aaron Rodgers and the boys, they, they always find a way to win. In these in these close game situations, um, that's what that's what listen that's what great teams do, and the Packers pull off the two point win, twenty four twenty two in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers breaking Brett Favre's uh, all time Green Bay passing um, touchdown, touchdown record. Yeah. It took me a second to get that out. Jeez, 
Um, and of course, Aaron finishes with three touchdowns, no picks, further putting himself in that MVP position, which I know we're going to talk about. And Later. for the Browns, just a lot of questions. Uh, we've had a lot of questions about them this season. Mm. They haven't necessarily answered the bell when we thought they would. So, uh, what are what are your thoughts on this game, Carlos? This was this was a pretty good football game, even with how sloppy it was as far as turnovers from the Cleveland side of it. Uh, still a pretty exciting, entertaining game by and by. Yeah, it was definitely entertaining. Um, I mean, honestly, there's no reason why this game should have been as close as it was, but it's just really seems like um, it just really seems like Green Bay's defense is starting to regress back to where they were last season, where they just were holding on to dear life at the end. And that's how it's been the yeah. past couple of weeks. It feels like um, Baltimore, you know, they only yeah. won because, you know, they failed on the two point conversion play mm-hmm. this week. Um, you know, uh, no call pass interference, which was clearly pass interference. These refs are blind sometimes and call <laughs> pass interference. That's not pass interference. And then call, don't call pass interference. That's clearly pass interference. And this year um, seems particularly bad with the officiating. It seems like in every game, there's one or two calls where you could say that. I mean, if a game is close, you could say that flipped the script in this game. I mean, and that was uh, that was week. particularly egregious because yeah. it pretty much that was on that was on that fourth down, right? right. If I remember correctly, it was on correct. fourth down. Correct. So they they really it, it really costed. I mean, I'm not saying the Browns were going to go down and score, but. You know, another thing is, is just those interceptions were very costly, you know, for, for the Browns and Baker Mayfield making some pretty poor decisions there. And granted, I, I, I do like to give him a little benefit of the doubt because he is playing hurt, you know, he's trying to power through it. Um, but I mean, you can't, you can't make some of those throws. Some of those throws were just terrible. And, um, yeah, for the Browns, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I'm, I think they're done. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs anymore. Agreed. Um, I think for the Packers, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he's still doing amazing things, but you know, that defense is starting to play, you know, they, they had been going off of the whole playing gr- greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah, where it's now starting to regress back to the mean, like the average, which is they're they are not that great of a defense like they know, like they were playing in the middle of the season. That's not really who they are. This is really who they are. It seems like which is they hold like they they hold on for dear life, and that's that's going to be that's concerning for Green Bay going into the playoffs here. But uh, for me, I feel like it definitely it's it's a backbreaker for Cleveland. It's yeah. definitely a a uh, a red flag for Green Bay that you know in consecutive weeks you know they're holding on for dear life at the end and it's starting to look a lot like last year. See, and that's I think that's the reason why Green Bay, even though they're they're likely going to have the number one seed, we talked before the show about their schedule the rest of the way. Yep, pretty pretty have, easy schedule, right? Yep. I mean, they only have Minnesota and uh, just two Detroit. division games. Yep, Min- yep. yeah, Minnesota just and Minnesota Detroit, and Detroit. now. Now, Minnesota can be tough. I mean, we know they're they're one of the weird teams in the NFL. And they've already they, beaten right. uh, Green Bay already. Right. And, they, and, you know, they seem to play up to their competition in a lot of cases. 
Um, but the, I mean, this is a reason why I think Green Bay can be beaten in the postseason, though, is, you know, that that defense, like we've talked about, the, like you said, the last three weeks and and throughout the season, really um, throughout the later part of the season, I should say, they've really struggled uh, in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, they've kind of had to be bailed out by Aaron Rodgers in, in a lot of these games. Yep. Um, and also, I mean, if, if they don't run the ball well, which they didn't particularly run the ball well in this game, Aaron Jones only 66 yards. Um, Dylan only had 41 yards. You know, that's not great. Uh, yeah. You you really put all of it, all of your chips on Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's the kind of guy who can answer that. But mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's if you can sustain that in the postseason. Uh, postseason football is different. Uh, you know, the old phrase defense wins championships. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily um, talked about as much now. We talk a lot about how flashy a lot of offenses are, which they are, and they're very powerful now. But I, I still think that's true, and I think it's also true that if you run the football well, um, especially for a guy like Aaron Rodgers who can throw for 300, 350 yards um, and, you know, without even really looking like he did. So, um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to. streamer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I mean, that, that that's my concern with Green Bay defensively. And, you know, if Aaron Rodgers makes a couple mistakes, that could really put them in a tough spot in the postseason. Um, and we, you know, we've seen that before with, with the Packers the last couple of years, it's just mm-hmm. been, you know, it's been the, the costly mistakes in the playoffs and it's costed them. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of agree with your assessment of, of Baker Mayfield and the Browns. He's been playing hurt most of the season and not just that. I mean, he's, you know, he's kind of refractured, uh, you know, his, um, collarbone or his shoulder, whatever it is that is messed up. It's something in that general area where he's had to wear yeah. a sling several times. Uh, this season, I think it's been it's been at least twice where he's he's worsened the injury. Um, so I, I really don't believe he's ever been healthy this year, and and that's shown um, mm. the the inaccuracy and just he's he's not able to get a lot on the ball like he used to be able to. You know, there are times you just have to step back and just say, hey, I'm, I got to take care of myself and I got to get healthy. And big, but Baker Mayfield, he's just too he's too headstrong for that. He's, yeah. You know, I, I I'd say the word arrogant, but they kind of, I mean, he is, he is, he is an arrogant guy. He, always, <laughs> he definitely is arrogant. Like it's yeah. always been his mo. You know, since mm-hmm. he was, uh, since he was in college. So yep. we all saw that on display when he played Kansas. But, um, yeah. So I I think if he can get healthy, I I'm not sure. I I think next year is going to be a telling year for Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, obviously, the Browns have weapons. Uh, they they. You know, Jarvis Landry is is one of the one of the best receivers in the league. But the Browns were a little banged up in this game as well. They you know, they didn't have their all their normal weapons. So they they sort of had to go in there with pretty much just Jarvis Landry and Chubb. And that was that was basically it. But Um, Chubb was running all over this. He was fantastic. And I think that was the frustrating thing for Browns fans was that, you know, uh, Chubb was getting. I, I can't remember his average, but he was getting a pretty good average yards per cat or per, per carry. Yeah. So I think it was like, ten, I think it was 10 yards per carry. If I, if I remember correctly, um, I, I could be wrong on that one. Yeah. But, he had, uh, he had 126 yards and 17 attempts. So, uh, I mean, a little I less do... than 10 yards. Right. 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 But he was pretty much Solid, averaging though. around there. Yeah. Um, but they never, you know, they, they didn't give it to him at all, really, on that last drive that ended in that interception where, mm-hmm, you good know, point. 
the Packers weren't couldn't stop him. And especially in that weather and the cold, you know, teams don't want to stop like a Derrick Henry, a, a Nick Chubb, a Jonathan Taylor. You know, those are those are hard hitting running backs that are, you know, that it hurts. It hurts right, in, exactly. in the cold. So, uh, you know, there's that. And the other thing that I, I think we're not really mentioning is the fact that also this Aaron Rodgers did not look great uh health wise you know he was limping a lot mm-hmm. you know, de- definitely in this game he got stepped on a few t- you know obviously he's got that broken pinky toe he got stepped on a couple times um and he was really really limping uh, mm-hmm. by the end of the game so we you know that's the other thing Aaron Rodgers isn't 100% healthy and um that could be another you know that could be another thing that's going to go against them in the playoffs and maybe why they're not as high powered as they normally are. Now that's not saying that they're not, you know, they're still putting up, you know, they're still putting up points and Rogers still making great throws and all that stuff. But I feel like come playoff time, it might end up affecting how green Bay plays, you know, going forward with Aaron Rodgers' injury and just how this defense is starting to play out. Yeah. And especially because that, type of injury is so it's so easy to re-aggravate it continuously mm-hmm. every week it's not something you have to be hit or you have to land a certain way for it to be a, a re-aggravated if you get I mean how many times do quarterbacks feet get stepped on and quarterbacks get stepped on us all the time mm-hmm. several times a game most likely so yeah that's uh that's a great point and something to look out for and I know um you know the I was like, please stop talking about his toe. Because during the Ravens game, it seemed like that's all they were talking about. I'm like, yeah, we know his toe, his toe. Yeah. Um, and there was that, you know, that um, Zoom screen uh, screenshot where he had his foot up to the camera. That was just so that awkward, Kirby but. sent into our group chat. Yep. By the way, always. By the way, Kirby, you're a coward for not being on here. I'm gonna say it all show. <laughs> it's okay. I'll bring the belt next episode. <laughs> yes. Got it. Got to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. Well, I don't know if we lose to Arizona, it, I, it, it might be a little hard to justify it, but Hey, we're still, I, the think, I think you could still justify it. I, I think you can. I, still, that's just me. We're still the NFC East champs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I think we pretty much covered it. I think next year, the key thing for the Browns, um, you know, obviously they're going to be watching Baker Mayfield a lot because he's, he's he's had moments where you've seen how just how great he can be right mm-hmm. we saw last year when he's healthy when he's got a good protection what he can do with the football made a lot of good plays and then of course in the postseason you know they crushed the Steelers in that first playoff game and they were one point away from beating Kansas City beating Kansas City exactly right so and then we've also seen the flip side of that we've seen what the Browns look like when Baker's not right um and mm-hmm. you know so that next year is going to be key for that. And I think, I think defensively, I think Cleveland's got a really solid defense. If they can keep those guys um, around, it's, it's just so hard to keep everybody in an offseason. There's so many moving parts. But if they can stay consistent on that side of the ball, I think they'll be fine. And then the Packers, you know, they just they're, – they're the Packers. I mean, they, they're in this spot every season. I, I think for them it's just a matter of, you know, I, I think what I need to see from them the last two games, especially against Detroit – they need to go out there and they need to they need to kick 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 their asses both of them, but especially Detroit. Um, Minnesota yeah, is sure. a little bit is a little bit better of competition, but mm-hmm. I I, I want to see the Packers show me what they have what what they can do because they haven't really had a blowout win in quite a long time. 
So yeah, so not, I, they haven't that's had what like I need that to see. signature win that I mean, like that signature like dominant blowout right. win is what I mean. Like they've had signature exactly. wins this season. Obviously, you can San Francisco. Um, the list goes on and on. Like uh, you know, but they haven't had that like pure dominance where the other team just had no shot. Exactly. No, you're you you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's all we got. I think we'll move on to the next game now. Um, this was really the only other close game as we were looking through trying to pick out what game or two games we could talk about this week. Um, and this this and this was a good one. Um, the Titans at home they they hold on to beat the 49ers 20 to 17. The 49ers have been playing really well recently. This was a big test for Tennessee they come out on top and um Tannehill had a decent game but again I mean we've this is the key for Tennessee it's been the key since Derrick Henry got hurt can they run the football and in this game eh, no no they really couldn't uh McNichols <laughs> was the leading rusher replicate yeah Derrick Henry's production it really is extremely yeah oh hold on wait whoa 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 breaking news John Madden has passed away. Oh, man. Breaking news. Oh, my Lord. Uh, oh, man. We got to take a moment of silence. Just crazy. Wow. Like, people, like this is like our legitimate, like this legitimately just happened. Yep. According wow. to. Wow. According, I'm getting several news things now. Yep, the Associated Press is reporting it. And, yep, I got uh, mine from Bleacher Report. Kirby just texted us saying John Madden just passed away. He just re- they just released his documentary too. That's I wonder. Nuts. I had you know I, I I had heard he was sick uh, for a while. I I don't I don't know if he had a long standing illness or what mm-hmm. the case was. Um, did you happen to watch that documentary real quick? I did not. I. Did not catch that. I just, just didn't really have time to. So I was right, right. So I, I mean, I was curious if they had any like recent interviews with him or, or recent like stuff from him because I, I knew he had been sick, but I, I don't know. Oh man, that's that's just so sad. Legend. What a legend. what a Absolute legend. Legend. He'll live forever in the video games. That's Absolutely. for sure. That's I mean, that's it, man. Man, wow, that's that's so. We lost a we lost a huge legend today. Wow, that bums me out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to. <laughs> it's kind of hard to keep keep going. Kind of keep going. But we will. We will. I mean, we will power through for you, John Madden. Even though you probably never listened to our show once, but <laughs> we forgive you for that. <laughs> it's okay. You have you have probably had fifty other million things to do. Oh yeah, but, man. Rest oh, yeah. in peace, John Madden. Rest legend absolute legend. legend commentator legend coach on and off the field man he was uh he was he was he was professional football as far yeah. as as far as i'm concerned he so. definitely he's definitely one of the reasons well like the video game the madden video game is definitely one of the reasons why i started getting into football so and um, i mean that was and that i mean that was the voice so many of us heard growing up too i mean yeah, yeah I mean, him and Al you Michaels. Watch, yeah, you watch Monday Night Football or whatever. Or when they did Monday Night. Sunday and then, of course, night. He did Sunday they, Night Football as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they switched over to NBC. 
yeah. started doing Sunday night football instead. Um, man, at, what a loss. What a loss. It's just and, hard to uh, collect your thoughts with that one, man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but rest in peace, John Madden. Uh, you will be missed. Uh, you'll football, never be forgotten. You'll, you'll live, you'll like Carlos said, forgotten. you'll live on forever. You'll live yeah, on forever. And football sure. will, football will never forget you. Football will miss you. And, mm. um, you know, condolences to his family, to his kids, you know, mm. um, and to, uh, you know, anybody that, you know, was close to him, you know, our, our, our condolences and to the football world, our condolences to the football world. Cause we lost, we lost somebody big. Well, with that, we have to try to continue on here. We will. Um, yeah, I, I just want to talk first about the 49ers. Um, five and two in their last seven games. Kind of been starting to put stuff together. And uh, this, was a, this was a huge test for the Titans, uh, like I mentioned. And um, they were just able to hold on. This was a, a really fun game uh, as Randy Bullock kicked the game winner. Uh, 44-yarder with four seconds left. So you got to give credit where credit's due um the titans the titans are there i mean the titans are in the in the postseason right now so how far could they go without derrick henry i think that could be discussion for late probably later on in the segment but they're the number two seed right now um and the the 49ers are the sixth seed in in the nfc so just kind of gives you a, a, a glimpse of where they are um Garoppolo had a decent game. I mean, uh, you know, one touchdown, two picks, not Those ideal. Two picks were very costly, though. And yes. Jimmy G did not. I didn't like the way he blamed his teammates for those picks, you know, because those were kind of on him, in yes. my opinion. I don't like I really don't like that. He didn't really take responsibility. And he was trying to blame his teammates. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's one of those things where. um you know, you kind of look to see what kind of a leader a quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, a lot of it is kind of based on those comments after the game. And yeah, I, I, I never like when, uh, when quarterbacks do that, but especially for a guy who, I mean, outside of 2019, he, he had a, he had a great end of the season in 2019. And then of course the run in the playoffs to get them into the Super Bowl, um, where they would fall, of course, to how uh, we know, uh, the Kansas city chiefs um, <laughs> had to say it. But I, I've never been impressed with Garoppolo. I mean, he's also been hurt like 95% of the time he's been in San Francisco as well. Yeah. He just so, had that one good season where they made it to the Super Bowl. And that's the thing. Like, right. he's shown that he can get this team to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. but it just hasn't, you know, ever since that Super Bowl where they were, all they had to do was run out the clock and they couldn't do it. Um, yeah, and they let mistake. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you know, get back into the game. I mean, uh, ever since then, obviously last year, injury injuries all over the place, all their star players getting hurt this mm-hmm. year, kind of the same thing. They finally got, they, they finally have some momentum going for them and they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. But it just does like ever since the ankle injury, he just doesn't seem the same. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's a great point. Um, and, you know, it's 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 hard when a quarterback has any sort of leg injury, um, especially with being how mobile quarterbacks are now. It's not like it was in the old days where, you know, they they didn't run. <laughs> so, mm. um, yeah, it's 
you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, the, the, the two interceptions, you can't have that in a game where, you know, you really, you want to keep pace and you also want to try to increase your chances of making the postseason. Now, like you said, they are going to get in, I think, especially with the way things stand now, they just have to take care of their business. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they will. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this 49ers team is interesting to me. Also, they have no running game either. So Jimmy G has to throw it, you know, 40 times, which he threw 35 in this game. So, you know, it's just ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I, they're, they're so odd to me. I, I can't figure them out because they started the season off. I mean, awful. They were yeah. awful to start the season. And then after the midway point, they really started to put, put it together. Then they had a couple more losses. And then, like I said, they're, they're now five and two in their last seven. Um, they're, they're an odd team. I, I just think that's how I would describe the 49ers. It's just, I think, again, it's like a, like a lot of other teams, it just depends on what version of their quarterback shows up. I, I really think that's it. Because um, their defense is okay. Uh, they, they, they have some playmakers on that side of the ball, but they're not, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be home wreckers or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think for the Titans, this was a game they had to win. And definitely um, they, the Titans definitely had to win this one to stay competitive in this race and also to kind of stave off the Colts because the Colts right now they're trending, you know, they're trending upwards. Obviously now news came out, obviously Carson Wentz has COVID color me surprised. (laughs) could have guessed, Right. But um, yeah, like, you know, the Colts right now they're, they're trending upwards. Whereas the Titans have just been kind of, it's just been a roller coaster ride. They've been sticking them. around. Yeah, I mean, they they've just been there. You know, they've, and they've been. Yeah, and obviously they're yeah. waiting. They're just waiting. They're just trying to keep the season going long enough to give Derrick Henry a chance. And it's looking like he could play Week right. 18 at the earliest Week 18. But even if he I'm comes concerned. back, who's yeah. to say that he's going to be in in you know football shape at that point? You know, because he's been exactly. rehabbing this whole time. Is he? It, it, he hasn't been he hasn't played since they played the Colts that week where he broke his foot. Right. So, and, and, you know, you could also say, like, look at what happened to Russell Wilson. He rushed back and mm-hmm. we've all seen how he's played. His passes are nowhere near like they used to be. He looks nothing like the Russell Wilson we've known. He's a shell of himself. He's a shell of himself. So that that's what concerns me about Derrick Henry. Like, will he be a shell of himself? You know? Yep. I don't know. Who knows? Um, the Titans, though, are, are doing what they have to do. They're taking care of business, and that's the biggest thing. Um, AJ, you know, they, we do have to give we, had, we do have to give props to AJ Brown because he had a monster game. He's just he's a fantastic player. Yeah, um, he's 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 a clutch receiver. When they when they need a big play, they they go to AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they like to like to go to Julio Jones, but he hasn't played much. He hasn't played much since he came over from the. And Falcons, he just does so. hasn't looked like. The Julio Jones that caught that incredible catch during the Super Bowl, which of course they right. did lose. <laughs> but that out. He, he still had an incredible catch, and yeah. he just hasn't—he just hasn't looked like that guy. Like I, I haven't seen that guy in forever. Yeah, I mean he's old now. I I understand, but you you can tell he's weathered down. the The game's weathered him down, especially playing down there in Atlanta, where I mean, he was their leading target, and you know they really didn't have a whole lot of success in the years he was there, minus those couple postseason appearances. Um, one thing I think the Titans have going for him, Carlos, is their last two games. They host Miami and then they finish the season on the road at Houston. Um, obviously two very winnable games, obviously two divisional games, but 
Miami right now is on, they're on a seven game win streak. But when you really look at the teams they beat on that seven game win streak, it's not a lot of great teams that they've beaten. They have, they have um, a couple here, there. And obviously yeah, Houston I, can play spoiler. They've, they just beat that. the chargers. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, that game in our, on our hurry up offense, um, which was a surprise to, yeah. I mean, there's to everybody. <laughs> We, uh, we've talked about this every week. This season has been so bizarre in that it, it's like every week there's an upset or two that just kind of knocks you back a little bit. And I think the lower salary cap and as, as well as the extra week this season is sort of kind of given hold to that next year once we see the salary cap go up and, you know, and we get more used to this extra week of a season, I think you'll see teams separate it's themselves so a crazy better to next year. That like this normally is the end of the season. This is last this is week. But, like, we still have one more week to go. It's, like, the season just won't end. Like, I'm just – I'm kind of ready for it to end at this point. I'm totally with you. But there's still a lot up for grabs. And, you know, we'll talk about that in the playoff picture segment. Um, So, yeah, both these teams right now are in the postseason. If if the season ended today, obviously it doesn't mean a damn thing. But, um, (laughs) you know, the the, the 49ers, they host the – Texans, and then they're on the road to finish the year at the Rams. Tough place to finish the road or finish the season on the road in Los Angeles. I mean, um, it's not as if Los Angeles has like a, you know, they, they have a home field advantage. Um, <laughs> honestly, there could be more 49ers fans there than, you know, Rams fans. They could be, I, I you know, it's a good point. But, young but, young team there, so it's not as if LA is going to just hand them this game. If they're still right. fighting for the division, which they very well still could be, um, then it would be, especially if Arizona, if Arizona beats Dallas this week, they're still going to be fighting for the division that are in that last week. So LA is not going to hand it to them. If Dallas beats Arizona, then I feel like LA might rest their starters. So, but good point. So good point. for San Francisco, it, it really, it, it might come down to that last game. It really could, but I feel like the, I think Crazy. they're in prime position to make it in regardless. But they have to handle their business against Houston, which again, like we said, they can play spoiler, and then they have to at least you know they at least they have to be Houston. Then the LA game could be a must win for LA, or it could not be. It, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, same here. Uh, we talked <laughs> a lot about these two teams. All right, Carlos, those are our two game breakdowns we have this week. Hopefully we have some, uh, at least three games to talk about next week with, uh, you know, the, the host of this podcast who gives his name to this podcast, who didn't who show up. Coward for the and didn't show up today to face me. Face the music, Josh face Kirby. The music. Be oh, a no. man. Show your face. Show me your face. <laughs> love you, Kirby. I love you. Love you, man. Yeah, we're just, we're just giving you a hard time. Um, we're going to take another break here. We'll be right back. We're going to talk the playoff picture, which is very muddy and interesting, especially on the AFC side. We'll be right back. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. 
Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Welcome back to the Kirby on Sports podcast. Carlos, the playoff picture, to say it's heating up would be an understatement. It is beyond interesting right now. So let's just start and run through, okay, what are the seedings right now? We'll start in the AFC. Obviously, we talked about your Kansas City Chiefs, the number one seed. Uh, they would have the first round by, remember, a month ago when we all kind of said they were done. And it was, you know, a, it was, I mean, a month ago is when this, when they started getting hot. It was, you know, when right. they were three and four where we were like, Man, I don't know. It, the season gets a little tough. It gets a lot tougher. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they got to figure it out. Now they're they the find number a one way. seed. The world is as it should be. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Well, <laughs> the number two seed right now, we talked about this, are the Titans. They're 10 and 5. They would host the seventh seed, Miami Dolphins, who get in with that win against the Saints it's last so night. It's so crazy was... to think that the Dolphins are actually in the playoffs after starting one 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 in one in seven. It's got to be some sort of if they went out, I, I, I wonder what the record is for most. I mean, obviously you have undefeated teams, right? But I, I'm talking about, you know, one win teams. What's the record for a one win team? It's never happened. Playoff? A team, right. a team that's that's gone one in seven has never made the playoffs before. That's so this would be just... monumental for them. Uh... But like I said, when you really look into who they've beaten on the seven game win streak, it hasn't been good teams. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, it started against the, the Texans and then of course, Baltimore rather not talk about that. Let's, let's go. That to was a report. weird week. That was a weird week for Baltimore. Yeah. It was on a Thursday night too, which Thursday night games, you just don't know what's going to happen. True. True. And then they beat the jets, Carolina and the giants. Okay. That, yeah. There's your easy wins right yeah. there. Yeah. And then the Jets Should again beat them. And then a shorthanded New Orleans team. So pretty much outside of Baltimore, you're, you're right. I mean, they haven't really yeah. beaten anybody of, of stature. So 
Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. They they finish out with, I mean, Tennessee and New England. That's that's Those about as tough as you can get. Two playoff teams. So basically, their yep. playoffs start now yep. because if they lose one, they're pretty much out of it. And you know, if Baltimore wins out, Baltimore gets in. Uh, but do you really want Baltimore in? We're going to be one and done if we do get in. So I I've already expected that. Um. All right, the third seed. AFC North leaders right now and probably going to win the division, I think. The Cincinnati Bengals, what a season they've had. What a comeback for Joe what Burrow. Surprise. What a surprise. Right. I mean, we had well, – what was our preseason prediction? Can we so remember? our preseason prediction we was had Ravens Bengals? would win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Browns would come. Browns, it was going to be between the Browns and the Ravens fighting for the division, but it was going to be them two. We had Bengals third. You had them last. I had them third. And then we we basically flip-flopped on the Bengals and Steelers. Well, we were kind of right with the Steelers, but this division is still still kind of up for grabs statistically. Yeah, so. it's not locked up yet. No. So, but I'm I, I'm pretty confident that Cincinnati wins the rest of the way. You know, if they you know, if they can go against practice squad corners again, I, I think and other defensive backs, I think they'll be fine. Um Agreed. and they would if the playoffs were today, the third seed Bengals would host the six seed Patriots, who are coming off a very disappointing loss to Buffalo. Two game losing streak for them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're an interesting team. Um, Mac Jones, he's he's hot and cold. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, he had a couple weeks ago where he only threw it like three times. You know, yep. that was that was all fine and dandy it was against Buffalo. Coincidentally. And now, now two weeks in a row, he's had to throw it a little bit more, just a little bit. <laughs> but it's it's tougher. It was it's been tough for Mac Jones. Well, you know they 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 went on the bye week after that win against Buffalo, and it just they just haven't looked the same since the bye week. It's it's yeah. very similar to how Dallas looked. Dallas did not look the same coming out of the bye week. They they gotta they gotta work fast because they only have two, we only have two games left, and it's not guaranteed that they that they make the playoffs. So, and now that they've lost the division lead, you know, they're not in play for the one seed anymore. I mean, at this point, Kansas city pretty much has it locked up at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, they, Bill Belichick's got to get these guys back, you know, back refocused and, um, playing good football. Like we expect them to. Yeah. And I, I do think they will be the sixth seed, um, or they will get in as a wild card in my, in my opinion, I, I, if there's anybody who can find a way, it's it's Bill Belichick. He's done it throughout mm-hmm. his career. Um, usually on the you know the upper echelon of that. But um, and then our last playoff matchup right now, if the if the playoffs started today in the AFC, the fourth seed, excuse me, the fourth seed Bills would host the fifth seed Colts, which that would be a great matchup. But now it'd be a rematch from have, last year because that they have played COVID, at this exact round last year. That that's right. You have COVID Carson. He's out. <laughs> That could spell some trouble for the Colts. That could really hurt the Colts this week. Right. Um, so that that's something to watch out for. And, and the Bills are one of those teams, you know, I I can't fully buy I can't fully say that I buy the Chiefs. I heard the Chiefs. <laughs> the Bills. The Bills. Yes, I agree. The Bills they, they've been so yeah. up and down, right? But they've been so up and down because of how quarterback centric. Their offense is. They mm-hmm. only go as far as Josh Allen. So if Josh Allen's having a bad day. The whole offense is having a bad day. They have no running game. They rely a lot on Josh Allen running the ball. And if he can't get the passing game going, then 
I mean, their their offense shuts down basically. So for for Buffalo, that's that's the biggest concern because they they've tried to build this team to compete with the Kansas City, the Tampa Bay's, you know, the yeah you know, uh the, the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. and they were Super Bowl favorites going into the season. But their biggest flaw is that they rely too much on Josh Allen. And Josh Allen will give you a two, three, four-game stretch where he looks incredible, but he's going to have those games where he can't get it going. And then what does this team do? You know, they don't have a a, a good running game to rely on. They don't have – exactly right. They rely too much on Josh Allen to get this team going. And that's going to be – I think that's going to be their biggest downfall in the playoffs – um, if they if they end up going out at in, at any point, it's going to be because Josh Allen couldn't get going. Totally agree with you. And let's uh, you know let's talk about the eight, nine, and ten seeds in the AFC because you have really you have seven through ten. They all have the same record. They're all Pretty eight much. and seven right now. You know we could see a lot of turnover. Um, whoever gets that seven seed, it's it it's strange. Um. Well, I mean, who do you, who do you think gets that that last spot? Because I think going into this weekend, if you had asked me on Saturday who I thought was the seventh seed, and who was there, it, it was uh, it was the Chargers. I mean, they were the team that you know, yeah, the the, the Chargers got this. You know, they're they're yeah. not going to lose on you know to Houston. Well, what do they do on Sunday? They they don't not only lose to Houston, they get their lunch handed to them. So, um, they get their lunch eaten or taken. I don't freaking know what yeah. the saying is, man. I just, just kind of <laughs> go along with it. But yeah, yeah, that's how the season's kind of gone, though. It's it's been those weeks where you're like, how in the hell did the Chargers lose to the Texans? Who had not, yeah, and even if for? the Chargers went out, they don't control their destiny. So right. they need help. They need the Ravens to lose. They need the Dolphins to lose. Mm-hmm. They they're they're in a tough spot right now. Um, I I really don't know who gets that seven seed because it it could be Baltimore, it could be my you know Miami would have to win out of course, um and it's tough for the you know they got the Titans they got the Patriots uh it's it's not going to be easy for them, um I don't know man I I would have you know on Saturday I would have agreed with you too I would have said Chargers mm-hmm. for sure they're gonna get that seven seed. They're gonna be. They're gonna make the playoffs, and they're gonna be a dan- They're gonna be a dangerous team. Um, but then they went out and they lost to Houston, and now they, like I said, now they don't even control their own destiny. So, for me, because of the schedule, the way this, who's the Ravens' last two games? They have the they're Rams at home against the Rams at home against Pittsburgh. Hmm. See, I, I think the one the Chargers still, I mean, the Chargers, I might still go with the Chargers just because, yeah. I mean, just because you got to think the Rams are probably going to beat the Ravens and you got to think either the Titans or the Patriots are going to knock off the Dolphins for one. Um, So that I don't, put, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I think that's so the, a good pick. Yeah. So I think that would put, I think I, I keep wanting to call them San Diego, <laughs> but I think I've, I've, Char- I've called them San Diego so many times, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where they really belong. They don't belong in LA, but no, I think the Chargers. So yeah. I think the Chargers are in. Uh, I think even though they don't control their own destiny, it's looking more optimistic for them than people are making it out to be. But if Baltimore wins, wins out, or if um, 
you know, Miami somehow pulls off the miracle and beats the Titans and the Patriots, um, then they can only be mad at themselves because they're the ones who dropped the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, for the chargers, I mean, I, I do think they'll beat Denver and that's also at home on the road at Vegas is a tough place to win. I mean, we've seen that this season. Um, yeah. Now they, they've had a lot of things that their team has gone through. No doubt. They've <laughs> let's just face it. They've, they've been through hell this season as far as their, you know, their off the field stuff um, with obviously with John Gruden, um, you know, and how that whole thing went down. And then the tragic, very tragic Henry Rugg situation. They've had to overcome a lot emotionally. So who knows? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. I think the one plus that the Ravens have is that, you know, those last two games for them are at home. Um, I think if they I think if they had to go to Los Angeles, I would say blowout loss. I, I, I really, really believe that they're just not in any position to beat them. But this team, for some reason, you know, they they've given me reason to hope this season. And they've they've we just when I think the, the game's over and I've been in the group chat crying and complaining. You know, they they go on a two score, three score run, whatever it is. I don't know if that's going to happen. I just think they, they have too many missing pieces now to make that happen. But look, I, I really think it's between them and the Chargers because I, I do think Miami's going to slip up, especially because they're on the road against Tennessee. Um, and I Tennessee's still a good football team, regardless of what we talked about. All right, well, let's flip over to the NFC now. Uh, let's take a look at that playoff picture. So right now the <laughs> Packers... Green Bay Packers have the number one seed. Of course, they would have the first round bye. Uh, the number two seed Cowboys, they would host the number seven seed Campeones, Eagles. campeones, ole, ole, ole. Wouldn't you guys be lucky if the Eagles got in and you got to host them? The only way the but the Eagles, the only way they're getting in is they got to they got to win week eight. They have to win out. They have to beat us week eighteen. Mm-hmm. If we're good, still in play, if we, if we beat Arizona this week and we're still in play for the two seed, we're playing our starters and we're giving them everything because we have something to play for. If we lose to Arizona, then I feel like we're going to rest our starters. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 18. But if we have something to play for, which is that two seed, we're not giving it to Philly, you know? And also, I don't want to give it to Philly. Screw Philly, you know, they're, they're, they're a division rival. Why even, why give them, you know, it's like last year when give them the satisfaction, yeah, you know, it's like last year when Philly ended up throwing away oh. the game against Washington, giving them the division. Why would you do that? Ridiculous. It's a division rival, Just you know, ridiculous. and obviously then they had a reckoning. A lot of people ended up leaving Peterson because of that. Gone, and that was, that was the last straw for Peter on the camel's back for Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, even if we don't have anything to play for at that point, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't sit our our starters out. I would at least play them for a half, just so we can keep. Also, just so we can keep the momentum going and beat down and get get like a, a little bit of a warm up fight for the big fights that are coming in the playoffs. You know, but um, yeah. So right now, right now it's. It's Philly at the seven right now, right? Philly's at seven, yep. So, yeah, so if the playoffs started right now, we would be playing Philly. Correct. Um, this is as of today. Or as, as of today. Or yesterday, technically. Yeah, technically. But um, Last night. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so for, for me, this is like 
that, I mean, we just have, we, we have to take, can't handle our business against Arizona. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, then we'll, we'll be, we'll have something to play for that last week. And yeah. I say, we don't let, we, we don't, we don't give Philly a chance. S- screw them. There you go. I like it. I like it. All right. Your next playoff matchup. If the playoffs started today, we would have the LA Rams hosting the six seed San Francisco 49ers who are hanging on to that right now. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting for sure. Yeah. Obviously they also play week 18. Yeah. They're very familiar um, with each other too. They've uh, obviously yeah. playing in the be, same division. This would be another like divisional rematch. Mm-hmm. It's so, so weird. So, so weird. Now. Oh, oh another thing we should preface is the reason why Dallas, despite the fact that Tampa Bay has a win over Dallas and they're sitting at the four, um, the reason why Dallas is n- the number two is because we have a better Division. conference record. Or conference, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, My conference, bad. conference record. Because all our losses were based were just to you know the AFC AFC opponents. So that's why if we were gonna lose if we were gonna lose games, it was best that we lost to um AFC opponents. And of course, our only loss in the NFC was to Tampa Bay in the opener. Yeah. Um and that was a great game. <laughs> and why and it goes and the reason why it's going to that to the conference record instead of like head to heads is because it's a, right now it's a three-way tie between the Rams, right. the, the bucks and the Cowboys. Um, if the Cowboys or if the cow or not the Cowboys, if the Rams, like let's say the Rams lose this, this next game and it's just a head to head between the, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, then the Buccaneers jump the Cowboys because then it goes to head to head. They've obviously beaten us. So that's why, the seating is like this. That's why Dallas is number two and why Tampa's number four. And but if it go it comes down to between the Rams and the um if it comes down to the Rams and the uh Bucks, the Bucks. Rams would go over the Bucks because they've gotten they've gotten the win over them. There's just so much to play. Um tiebreakers get really confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I'd like to see a full list of it because I know that. You know, there's there's tiebreakers on tiebreakers on tiebreakers on tiebreakers. I mean, that sounds like that sounds like a new song. Maybe I should write that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so as you finish up here on the NFC side, it, it, the playoff matchups, um, we would have the Bucks. Obviously, we just talked about them. They're the fourth seed right now. They would host the fifth seed Cardinals. Uh, do you think the Cardinals stay in? I mean, um, obviously they're yeah, ten they, or five. They, they've they've already clinched. Well, they're the in. Playoff well, they're, they're in. in. I mean, they're, they're in. in. But they're in trouble for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Ever since they put DeAndre Hopkins on IR, it's mm-hmm. not looked great. Um, and they're saying he's not going to even be able to come back until the conference championship. So it's not as if the playoffs start. He's he's back. He's going to be out for a while. Um, they they've got a lot of work to do because right now they're trending downwards and yep. they're about to face a, you know, a hell of a team right now in Dallas <laughs> yep. who's. Who's feeling that we're feeling ourselves. We're feeling ourselves right now. Um, so uh, Arizona has a lot. Of, and Tampa, oh man, it's it's going to be tough for Tampa too because right now they are um, they're hurting. You know, they obviously lost Godwin for the season. We, mm. uh, I don't have an update on Mike Evans in front of me, so I don't know how if they've like come out with how um, injured he is. You know, how injured is Leonard Fournette going forward? Um, 
at least they got Antonio Brown back, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Tampa it's something. It's something. <laughs> you know, the, th- the thing with Tampa last season, they were the healthiest team going into the playoffs. And that's why they really thrived in the playoffs was because they were one of the healthiest teams. And that's one of the key things when you go into the playoffs is health. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily the best team. Sometimes it's just the healthiest team. Right now it's Dallas. <laughs> but it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Tom Brady weathers this storm and figures and this out. And you know out. what? Brady's done it many times. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I think if anybody can weather it best, it's him. Um, also, you, you asked about Mike Evans. He is He actually got placed on the COVID list. So, mm, um, okay. And I'm trying to see if he – it doesn't say if he's vaccinated or unvaccinated. Obviously, he is. I, uh, everybody – well, I mean, aside quote from Brown. Everybody on the Browns was uh, – Browns, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers uh, was uh, – they were one of the few teams that reported 100%, 100%. vaccination. Yeah. But, of course, then it came out that Antonio Brown takes his vaccine card. <laughs> um, so he's I – don't, I don't know if that's the same for any other ones, but – uh, my guess is he probably just has Omicron and he's probably asymptomatic if I had to guess, but I don't know that for certain. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you saw this, but the NFL just changed their protocol yep. similar to the CDC also changing their protocol. I think it's five days. Uh, you five can days isolate. quarantine if you're asymptomatic. Um, yes. Um, and then I, I, I guess you have to test again. And is that how it works? I, I haven't read the specifics of the NFL. I haven't either, but policy. I'm guessing that's probably what it is. You probably quarantine. You probably, I mean, you probably test during it. Um, and it's probably just five days quarantine. I mean, if they're saying five days quarantine, I think you're good after that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the thing about that too is, and, and this is something my doctor said, and this is just, this is a random tidbit about the COVID, you know, you, you could sh- still show positive on a test, you know, several months after being fine. Yeah. So that's something else to keep in mind too, which is, which is pretty strange, but, um, all right. That's the, uh, that's the NFC playoff picture. I think the big difference between the two, um, playoff pictures is really the only team in the AFC that's locked up a playoff spot right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. You're still waiting for those other spots to lock up. Um, And on the NFC side, you have all four division winners locked up. Um, And then... Uh, then No, not the... The Rams have not locked up. The Rams... The Rams Rams have not. Yeah, the Rams and Cardinals are are still fighting The Rams have not, but the other Um, three are locked in. Yeah, sorry about that. I just just saw that, so... And Um, basically five out of the seven spots are filled. We're just waiting on the last two for the NFC side. Yeah. I, I really think the seventh seed is the only one that's going to change. I, I think, and I, I think Minnesota is probably the most able to take that over. Uh, right now, if you look at eight teams, eight through 10, I mean, New Orleans is a mess. They've got, mm-hmm. you know, they've got issue upon issue. Atlanta, uh, <laughs> and, and Atlanta has to play on the road at Buffalo. So that, so good luck. And then you have, um, and then that's it. And then Washington's at 11. They're, they're done. They're six and nine. They would have to win out, and I'm I'm pretty sure get some help. Yeah, win sorry, out, Kirby. And help. I mean, yeah. I'm not sorry. The coward Kirby did not show up to face the music. <laughs> that's you know what, that's that's kind of what he gets. You know, um, you know what you. I think that's why he didn't show up. He didn't. He didn't want to be uh, made fun of the Dallas. <laughs> he he, he didn't want me show. to rub. But it's okay. You know, it's fine. It's fine. I got plenty to dish out next week. <laughs> it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. He can't run All away right. from his punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so that is your NFC playoff picture. I'm just going to run over the matchups one more time on both sides just to review here if anybody missed that. Uh, the Chiefs are the number one seed. They would have a first-round bye if the playoffs started today. The number two seed Titans would host the number seven seed Dolphins. The number three seed Bengals 
would host the number six seed Patriots and the number four seed Bills would host the number five seed Colts. And on the NFC side, the Packers would be the first seed and have the first round by. The second seed or the two seed Cowboys would host the seven seed Eagles. That would be strange. Uh, the three <laughs> seed Rams would host the six seed 49ers and the fourth seed Bucks would host the fifth seed Cardinals. All right. There's your playoff picture right now. It's it's going to be interesting on the AFC side of things. The NFC is pretty much clear cut and decided at this point. We just have a couple of spots up for grabs. Yeah. All right, Carlos, we're going to go now into a segment that you're going to run point on here. We're going to talk about some postseason awards uh, as we get down here. The last couple weeks of the season, the MVP race, uh, the the NFL in offensive and defensive player of the year awards are starting to be. Um, you know, siced out here as well as the uh, rookie awards and comeback player of the year. Um, do do we also want to touch on the coach of the year or do you want yeah, to Yeah, I was going to throw that in too. Okay, cool. Um, I'll turn it over to you and, and uh, let's, let's kick this off. Of course, we do want to preface again. Uh, rest in peace, John Madden. Yes. Lost the legend. Um, big news today. You guys got a reaction to that earlier. Uh, not gonna lie, that segment it was kind of hard to focus after we got that news, but we we powered through. We powered, powered through. through. And here we are. That's what professionals um, do. <laughs> that's what us professionals do. We power through it, even though it was tough. Um, but yeah, let's start. Uh, so let's start with uh, MVP. Um, All right. What are you? What are you thinking, candidates wise? Uh, obviously, we will, we'll throw Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, anybody else you want to throw in there. That's your you thinking. Know, I, I, yeah, I, I think I'd put Jonathan Taylor up there as well. Um, I would as well. It's just going to be so that I think the key thing for Jonathan Taylor is now that Carson Wentz is out. And I said this on Twitter earlier. We're really going to see is Jonathan Taylor the MVP. Yeah, because if um, they dominate without and Carson Wentz is there and Jonathan Taylor has a big game, that's going to really, really help his MVP. I think games. he's the MVP. Right. Yep. But to me, it's just really hard for anyone outside of a quarterback to win. That's just, it's that's a just quarterback it award. It's a quarterback <laughs> award. So, and, and hardly anyone has played better than Rodgers and Brady this year. I mean, you could, you could say that. So those are the three I have. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure who else I, if I had a top five, I don't know really who else I could put in there. Yeah. I don't um, either. Obviously Mahomes has really started to play well uh, recently. But, but I, I just I just don't it, it's a whole season award. Yeah, I was about to say, but does the earlier parts of the season, the, yeah. you know, when Kansas City was really slumping, does that oh, there goes my streamers. <laughs> does that end up hurting uh his I mean for me it so. hurts his case also? Yeah. Um, because I don't because again, it's the most valuable player. And yes, Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player in the Chiefs. But he was there while they were struggling. He struggled. He struggled so, to start the season. Yeah. yeah. So for, for me, I, I don't think he's the MVP this year. I would go with Aaron Rodgers. Who would you go with? Yeah, right now I'd have to give it to Rodgers. Um, but but Brady's close. Brady's close in, in my mind. I mean, you just look at, you know, the 44-year-old. Just the fact that he's still able to stand up is, is an unbelievable thing and still play. <laughs> in a really, you know, really physical sport and just the way he's played this season. But Aaron Rodgers has been fantastic. Um, just I, his throws are just you just stand there with your mouth wide open saying, how did how did he do that? You know, and there's um, and, and Rodgers has had many, many of those this year. So I think he's my pick for MVP. Um, you know, I think somebody further down the list, 
is Josh Allen. He's had a really solid season. He's he's just not there yet for me uh, as far as MVP. I th- I think he's getting into that stage where here's we can say here, here's here's the biggest thing knocking him. He lost to the Urban Meyer led Jaguars. Bingo, 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 bingo. You can't be MVP if you lose to to that team. Totally you can't. Agree. You just can't. I'm sorry, totally you can't. Agree. So yeah, I agree. I I would go Aaron Rodgers. I think Tom Brady has a case, but. What's going to hurt his case is that Saints game, or, or is the two Saints games, because you know he had an opportunity to beat them on you know the uh, the first game, you know game winning drive he throws a pick, yeah. second game at home yeah. he they get shut out, you know and it's not as if the Saints are you know a stout team. I mean look at how Dallas's offense was slumping, yeah. you know when we beat them and you know we still. You know, we still came out with like a two touchdown win. You know, and granted, they had some injuries, and that that was the game where Godwin got hurt. Am I am I correct? Correct. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, like, granted, they had injuries, but still, you have to find a way to win. Aaron Rodgers has found ways to win. Uh, and yeah, sure. You know, there was the whole COVID controversy. You know, the vac- vaccination, not vaccinated, immunized wordplay whatever thing that happened um you know ultimately i just think it's kind of undeniable like you know he's playing hurt and he still looks great um and granted like i did say earlier he's he's he was limping hard this week but he's getting the results done so for me i would go still spectacular for me i would argue with the results yep yeah i I would i would go aaron Rodgers uh for mvp but i could see the case for tom brady and Jonathan Taylor could jump Aaron Rodgers there. this week. He's there. If, yep. if he has a big game and the Colts win, I feel like you Jonathan Taylor will be the will be the favorite. I agree. I agree with that. So let's go to the next uh the, the next award. Offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Who are this you is... who are you thinking for this one? Well, uh hmm. Because I'm thinking because uh, you know I, I think again, uh, you could put, um, you, you could put Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor on that one. list, right, right. Um, but I, I really like what Cooper Cup's been doing this season. You definitely could put Cooper Cup in this role, also. I think, I, I just, I, I really like what he's been able to do and the connection that he and Stafford have had in Stafford's first year there. Now Stafford came into a perfect situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's I mean, still literally, kind of playing like crap right now. But he's right. He's got, him and Cooper Cup definitely have a great connection. Their connection is is undeniable. So I I would say Cooper Cup, but, um, you know, I really think it's between Cup and, and Jonathan Taylor at this at this point. I would um, say, but it's tough. Uh, yeah, I would say that if Jonathan Taylor doesn't win MVP, I think they're just going to give him Offensive Player of the Year. I agree. Um, I agree. As a kind of a consolation award, like, hey, you didn't win MVP, but you were definitely Offensive Player of the Year. Um, but if but th- that Cooper Cup case is really, really strong. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, I would also, I mean, hmm, who else would I throw in there? There's not really a lot of players I would throw in. Yeah, no, I think those, I think those are two perfect, perfect candidates there. But, but again, if, if, if Rogers doesn't win MVP, if, 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 but you know, offensive I think, player of the year. I think never whoever really goes wins to MVP, I think the uh, the person who finished second is going to win offensive player of the year. It's usually the way it goes. So. Anyway. I don't think really? you give offensive player of the year to a quarterback. Okay, fair enough. 
I think I think it'll go if Jonathan Taylor wins MVP. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup is going to win wider is going to win um, offensive player of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, and and last year you had you know the last two years you've had quarterbacks win. Uh, last year you had Justin Herbert, and uh, the year before Kyler Murray. Which uh, is that right? Yeah, it is right. Okay, I just had to make sure because it's because <laughs> it, they looked like rookies until I got to uh, Saquon yeah, Barkley yeah, yeah. in twenty eighteen. Um, but yeah, I I think Cup and Taylor. I think early think it's between those two guys. Um, you, did you just think there's anybody else you put up there? Or? Nobody really say. comes to my head, and I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna like it's gonna come to me later. I'm gonna be like, dang, I should have said that guy. What about um, um, what about Debo Samuel? He's been having a really really good season. Yeah, but he's been hurt this year. True. That 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 goes again. Uh, you know, the that, key thing is staying healthy when you when you know the best yeah. your best ability is availability. And you know, Debo Samuel, while he is a fantastic player, you know, he hasn't necessarily been available all the time. So uh, it's the same thing. Like you could have thrown George Kittle in there, but George Kittle's been hurt most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you could throw Good Travis point. Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey's just now starting to get hot. He hasn't been hot all season the way Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup have. So I think those two are the perfect nominees for this award and i would it just really depends like if jonathan taylor wins mvp then i think cooper cup wins offensive player of the year agree if aaron Rodgers wins mvp then i think they're just going to give offensive player of the year to jonathan taylor so i agree man i'm that, that, that's I'm how i see totally that with you there going. no i do yeah. I, I drive with that all um, right let's go to defensive who you yeah. got for that here's interesting this list is, this is going to be an interesting, interesting list. list yeah um obviously I'm a homer. I'm going to say Michael Parsons because I think Michael Parsons has just been an absolute animal this year. He's got to be up there. He's got to be up there. And obviously obviously the other nominees would be TJ Watt um, and um, Miles Garrett. Don't forget about Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs could easily be up there. But here's the thing that goes against Diggs is yes, Diggs has 11 picks. um, Huge, but he has allowed the most yardage uh, out of any defensive back in the league. Well, you also uh, got to think about that's just the kind of player he is. He's he's going to go for interceptions. True, but for me, defensive player of the year has to be a dominant, like no, like, like a Richard Sherman yeah. type of corner where nothing yeah. gets past him. You can get big plays on Tra- Trayvon Diggs. I love Trayvon Diggs. I do. I don't think I think he's a not he's definitely should be a candidate. Those eleven picks have to count for something, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think he wins it. I think Michael Parsons is just on another level. I think just for him, the, the other thing is is you know he's impacting the game positively, where his his contributions are mm-hmm. helping Dallas win. Where Miles Garrett, it's not really helping them win. TJ Watt, it's definitely not helping them win. For me, <laughs> that that matters also. Like, does what you're doing defensively help this team win? Like, yeah, Michael Parsons, yes. And Michael Parsons is playing everywhere. He's 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 on the edge, he's playing middle linebacker, he's you know, he's playing D tackle, he's he's in the secondary, he's everywhere. Michael Parsons is an absolute animal. For me, it's it's Michael Parsons. What what about you? Yeah, I I totally agree. I, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um and the fact that he's so versatile that they can put him in so many different positions, that how how more valuable could you be? You know, I, I think that's how I would sum that up. So and you guys are very, very blessed to have that man. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. We much. did it. We wanted Patrick Sertan. We did. Uh, like, I know. Like, 
like everybody wanted everybody at Dallas everybody wanted, wanted another Patrick corner. Sertan. We wanted mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan. But boy, am I glad we ended up not getting him and getting Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons has been an absolute godsend to Dallas. And we are so Fantastic. thankful, so thankful that he fell to us because we even traded out of that spot, yeah. traded further back, and he still fell to us. And I'm there's a you know, every team that was in front of us that ended up not picking him are kicking themselves because they see what a gem they lost uh, in Micah Parsons. So I would go Micah Parsons defensive player of the year, but something tells me they're just not going to give it to a rookie, even though he's got 13 sacks and is just an absolute beast. But if he can shut this week is going to be key in his bid for defensive player of the year, because if he can shut down Kyler Murray and like make some, make some key sacks against Kyler Murray. And we know how elusive Kyler Murray can be. Um, that'll really, really, really help his his bid for Defensive Player of the Year. Totally agree with you. All right, man, let's go to the rookies that you got. Offensive Rookie of the Year, who are you thinking? Ooh. You know, a couple weeks ago, I probably would have said Mac Jones. Um, but... I really like what Waddle's been doing, even though the the Dolphins, eh, you know, they haven't been playing great. Mm. But I think I, I my pick's Jamar Chase. Mm. That's, That's who pick. my pick is. That's a good um, pick. He's been, he's like made the biggest difference. He's made the biggest difference for the Bengals this year. Um, now, I, I know last year, obviously, you know, they, they had a couple issues. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's made the biggest difference in this in the for this offense and especially with his relationship with Joe Burrow like you see that yeah um, you see the long-term development that those guys two guys have had together and it's just been the perfect it's the perfect landing spot for him and he's he's dominated secondaries pretty much all season long so yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase I'm gonna go with Mac Jones I okay. think these next two games are gonna be key for that if Mac Jones does not come out and perform in these next two games for the Patriots, then it's Jamar Chase's. But I think Mac, if Mac Mac has great performances here in Mac the next attack. two weeks and gets back on track the way he was earlier in the season, I think he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm with that. I'm I'm, I'm totally with that. All right, what are, what are we thinking for defense, there, Carlos? I mean, come on, we already know who it's going to be. Michael Parsons. <laughs> we don't even have to discuss this one. Can he? It's, can 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 someone win both the defensive rookie and the defensive? I don't player? see why not. Okay. I mean, he's clear. He clear. He's clearly defensive rookie of the year, right? But I think he's more than just that. I think he is defensive player of the year. I think he's just made such a difference to this Dallas defense that, I mean, I mean, look at how atrocious we were last year compared to this year. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's not just it's not just Michael Parsons, but what Michael Parsons has injected and infused into this defense is incredible. Yeah, I think this. I think this the defensive rookie of the year one's kind of a runaway pick uh, for, for Micah Parsons. I think he'll win it convincingly. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's what, that's what we have for the, the rookies of the year. All right. Let's talk comeback. about comeback. You got comeback yeah. player of the year. I, I think I have an idea of who you're going to pick, but uh, I mean, come on. It's this yeah. one guy. It's one guy. It's Dak Prescott, baby. NFC East champion it's Dak Prescott. crazy how many Dallas Cowboys are on these these lists, but that's okay. I have, I mean, it's only they two when you think about it. <laughs> I only have two 
Dak and Micah is the only two people I have. Um, you can put Diggs. Well, Diggs on is nominee, but I only have two winning. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I mean, come on, Dak Prescott obviously breaking his leg last year, and then was I mean breaking his ankle. I'm sorry, not his leg, breaking his badly. ankle really badly. You know, coming back against you know not playing all preseason and then coming in and having a great performance against Tampa, obviously in a losing effort. We go on a six-game winning streak. He's been in a little bit of a slump, but he looks like he's back on track uh, this week. But, I mean, come on. It's clearly him. Um, I don't see anybody else really taking that award from him. Do you? Yeah, I mean, you could argue like Joe Burrow, but to me – You could. You could definitely make an argument, but – But you're. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you talk about all the, the recovery he had to go through last year. We saw just how valuable he is to the Cowboys because, look, they – that team was deflated after that. I mean, emotionally, you know, physically deflated. You could tell. You could see it. And mm-hmm. his loss was was huge to that football team. And you know, obviously their their quarterback play. I mean, they had they had um, God, Andy how many? Dalton. They had several different quarterbacks, right? Ben I Danucci. mean, they they had the guy from JMU. Yeah, so <laughs> they really couldn't yeah. figure it out. Um, yep. And that just goes to show you how important he was to their franchise. And yeah, he's had a fantastic season. And yeah, he's, I think he's my pick. And I think, again, this is another one of those runaway type picks. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, w- yeah. it was always going to be, it, it was like, this was the pick from week one after he had that performance. It was clearly going to be Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how last season it was like, you know, if Alex Smith ever got back on the field, it was clearly going to be Alex Smith. And when he got on the field, it was like, yep, he's going to win comeback player of the year. Which is so, the crazy thing because obviously there's an age difference between Alex Smith and Dak. And it was but, a totally different injury that they both suffered. Right. Of course, if you but watch the fact the, that Dak has played as well as he has, um, rehabbed as fast as he did, and he's, mm-hmm. he's come back pretty much full strength and t- has been tearing it up this season is, I mean, that's that's the epitome of a comeback player. And yeah. that's not to say he's faced adversity this season because yeah, you know, he had the shoulder injury in the preseason. He's had the calf injury, which it looks like he's finally fully recovered from. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 clearly Dak Prescott. He, he it hasn't been easy goings, and here we are at eleven and four, second seed, NFC East champions that you know the coward Kirby doesn't want to face yet, but he'll face it <laughs> soon. He'll face it soon. Love you, Kirby. I really do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, clearly Dak Prescott. All right, uh, let's, coach let's of the last year. but not least, let's do the coach. Let's do it. Coach of the Please. year. Can no. I can, can I throw in Mike McCarthy? You can throw him in there. I I I wouldn't put him in the top of my list. Um, I think he's on the list somewhere. Uh, but certainly, I mean, he has to be. Right. I mean, but a guy wish I can you nominate coordinators because I would love to throw Dan Quinn into this list for sure. No, unfortunately you cannot. I think it's only head coaches that are (laughs) because Dan Quinn has single-handedly flipped this Dallas defense into this powerhouse that it is right now. And by the way, Matt Nagy won it three years ago. Just so we're just so people forget about that. Cause that was, yeah, that's bad, but I um, think they do. I think they forget a lot about that 12 and four season, uh, the double doink game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would so I would bad definitely luck in the season. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people forget that he was coach of the year at one point. That's just I I had to oh, I had to remember that, but I totally yeah, forgot I, that he won coach of the year. Bill Bill Belichick to me he he's up there. Uh, what what he's been able to do after I mean 
let's face it, last year the Patriots, a lot of people were out on them as, at the end of the season as far as, you know, obviously the, the term dynasty being over, we, we, we knew that. I mean, we knew the dynasty was over. They weren't going to be the same without Tom Brady. Um, oh, you hate to see it. <laughs> but that's <laughs> <laughs> a throwback. Uh, <laughs> Woo. You hate to see it. Um, <laughs> that was fantastic. That was but, a great time. You know, the Patriots had a lot of issues with COVID and injuries last year. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, they basically were this year's Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they they had so many, like, replacement players, guys from the practice squad having to play. And Cam Newton was, I mean, he was awful. He was awful. He, he didn't have, you know, his, you know, his uh, presence was gone to, to what it used to be. Um, turned out to this year, they draft yes. Mac Jones. Obviously, we talked about Mac Jones, oh, you know, already. The fact that he's had such a great season. Yep. And Bill Belichick just doing what he does. And I... The impressive thing about him is is that defense um, is solid once again. And and let's face it, a lot of those years the Patriots won the Super Bowl. You know, you can say they had Brady, obviously. They had Gronk. They had, you know, before that, they had Wes Welker. They had Randy Moss, whatever. But that it always started with the defense for the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's kind of that's I mean, that's what that's how Belichick started his career. He was a defensive coordinator. Yep. Um and that's where it all starts for me. And I think the fact that he's been able to turn this team around, show that, you know, with a healthy roster and also with a healthy amount of spending and free agency, which the Patriots went insane this past offseason, it's paid off. It's paid off big time. Um, and they've really they put some real weapons around Mac Jones and, and that defense has improved. I, I think it's Bill Belichick. Um, but yeah, I, I also think you could argue yeah. Matt LaFleur, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And, and what he's been able to do. Um, but that's that's my pick. You don't want to throw Harbaugh in there for the way he's kept the ship together somehow. You know, I think selfishly yes, but usually the coach of the year, you know, they're they're a comeback story or they're a team that only loses three or four games. They win their division, whatever. The Ravens aren't there this year, so yeah. you know they've. If there was a, I don't know, keep their team shit together award for coaches i think harbaugh would definitely win that but yeah it's it's uh that's just not how the award is decided uh unfortunately for for john harbaugh but credit to him and what he's been able to do this season to keep the ravens in it still amazingly so yeah if i had it my way i would i would put dan quinn in there but obviously i can't have it my way so (laughs) i i mean i think mike mccarthy should definitely be considered Mm -hmm. i just don't really know who should win the award like i don't have a winner really um, because I agree, Bill Belichick, but uh, I mean, just like think like Matt LaFleur has this really strong case. Andy Reid for the way he flipped this season around. Um, but I mean, you also have to consider the it's a whole season award, right? So you have to, you have to, yeah, but what I'm saying is, as well. but what I'm, but I mean, then you can make the same case for Bill Belichick because it's not like the Patriots started great true. either, you know. That's true. For me, it's also just like the way Andy Reid weathered that early storm of bad play and then flipped it around. Right. Um, and Good now point. look at where the, the Chiefs are back on top. And it you can make the same case for – it's the same case for Bill Belichick. You know, it's not as if – and Bill Bel, Bill right now, they're sitting at, what, the sixth seed, if I remember correctly? Correct. So, yep. I mean, I don't know. This award is a little tougher, but I would – 
I, I'm just surprised not a lot of people are throwing in Mike McCarthy. I understand there's a lot of Mike McCarthy haters out there. I, I'm more of a Mike McCarthy, uh, uh, I'm not stand, but like, uh, uh, I don't know, apologist. I don't know if that's the right word, but you like, didn't, you didn't, you didn't like him for a while though. Is that, yeah, is that no, of course not. But like, I think the more we're starting to see more and more that he's more of just a CEO mm-hmm. than he is like, like he's more of delegation and like just seeing the bigger picture and Fair letting enough. Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn see the smaller pictures with their, with their respective sides of the ball where like he sees the overall vision, the like where, and like guides this, this team where it needs to go. Um, yeah, I, I would throw I would say throw Mike McCarthy in because think about it. We were six and ten last year. Now look at us. We're eleven and four, fighting for the set, you know, fighting for the second seed right now. I would I, I would throw Mike McCarthy in, but I could definitely see the case for Matt LaFleur, for Bill Belichick, and for like and Andy Reid. And this is what makes us an even tougher award this year. And this is a, a recurring thing we repeat on this podcast. It's been a year where a lot of there's been a lot of parity in the NFL. Like there's a lot of teams that are sort of in the middle of the road. Uh, just look at the playoff picture, like we talked about earlier. Uh, you have a lot of teams that are barely treading above 500 or a couple games above 500. Or so that that makes it tough as well. Yeah, that makes it tough as well. You know, so um, yeah, th- this is really an award I can't hammer down. I but I I believe it will be Bill Belichick, um, mm-hmm. and and we shall see. So there's that. Yep. All right. We'll take one final break. We're going to come back. We're going to do the hurry-up offense and what to watch for in the second-to-last week of the National Football League season. We'll be right back. Hey there. This is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience. Been in the business for almost 20 years and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate iconsells.com or even give me a call 540-247-1527 again iconsells i-c-o-n-s-e-l-l-s.com and i would love to chat with you and help you out give me a call welcome back to the kirby on sports podcast we're going to get into our final segment here and this is one we uh we call it the hurry up offense uh we're actually we're really going to have to hurry today uh, yeah. to get through this uh this has been a this has been a long episode, but you know what? We've covered a lot of ground. Nothing wrong with that. We added a couple extra segments. That's why we did. We did. It it still goes a little more smoothly without <clears throat> here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the coward. He's not here. <laughs> Face coward. my wrath, Kirby. Face <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just gonna pick a random game and then we'll we'll do the no the no just hurry. Go down the, no the list. The no hurry, Jesus. The no huddle. Hurry up offense. The no huddle um, offense. Okay, let's go. We're not huddling. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start at the other end. We usually do the, the first game, but let's let's go back to just uh just last night because it is Tuesday when we are recording this. Uh the Dolphins take down the Saints 20 to 3. Again, we talked about this a shorthanded Saints team that's um Ian Book ugh, never should have been an NFL quarterback. Uh but I, I really don't have much to say about this game. This was a game that it would have been embarrassing for the Dolphins to lose. Um, yeah. They would have likely ended their playoff chances, and they were able to hold on and uh, and take care of this win. Yeah, it's same thing. Um, it would have been embarrassing for Miami to lose this one. But again, like I said, their seven game win streak 
you just got to really look into it. It's not as impressive as it seems. Um, but hey, they're winning these games, and that's the important thing. So good on Miami. The Bengals at home, they shake, rattle, and roll the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this was a very, very tough game for the Ravens. 41 21, Joe Burrow, 525 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, just insanity. Um, and T. Higgins, almost 200 receiving yards. They really took advantage of those uh, practice squad <laughs> secondary uh, that the Ravens had out there. And, and, and credit Joe Burrow. I mean, he was, he was great in this game, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow is going to do Joe Burrow things. I mean, sucks for Baltimore. Like we, like we talked about um, before we recorded the show, I just feel like Baltimore's just lost too much. They're too far gone. Yeah. It's, it's just, they can all, John Harbaugh can only keep the team. He can only do so much. Yeah, he point. can only, he can only keep this team, like the next man up mentality for so long. But when you're down to your practice squad players, it's tough, but good win for the Bengals. Yeah, and they're going to be a dangerous team uh, moving forward in the next, you know, five plus years in 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 that division. If they just got to get core. Joey Burrow some damn protection. Still, yeah, he and you know what? Still throwing in the fourth quarter and taking a lot of hits. Um, I don't like that. I don't I, I, don't, I don't like that one bit. So I don't either. And not not just like say, hey, you're rubbing it in. I just I'm not a fan. Yep. Um. All right, the Bills. They took down the Patriots 33-21. Rough game for Mac Jones and company. He looked uncomfortable, and the Bills put their foot down in that AFC East race. Yeah, I mean, big win. Big win for the Bills. Um, they definitely needed this because, like like we were saying, after they lost to the Patriots a couple, like, what was it, two, three weeks ago now? Um, yeah. yeah, like we said, it was – their their playoff hosts were on a, are were on life support and then they lost to the Buccaneers but uh, looks like they found something in that second half against the Buccaneers um, and they've been riding that wave and hey now they're they're back in control of the division so that's that's all that matters and uh, for the Patriots two game skid it's time it's time for Bill to put his foot down and uh, get, get this team back in back in winning winning ways and if anyone can respond. It's like I said earlier, it's it's Bill Belichick. Um, yeah, and the Bills, the Bills are looking good. And this is this is the right time for them to sort of get going a little roll here. So we'll see what happens. Um, this game, uh, we could probably just skip it. Uh, the Falcons at home, they take down the Lions 20 to 16. Uh, the Lions, poor pitiful Lions. Um, I don't know who Tim Boyle is, but apparently he was the oh, quarterback in this game or the quarterback who had the, the most numbers. Uh, Again, I don't know. See, I didn't is, even but... know Jared Goff got hurt. So. Yeah, I, I didn't either until now. Apparently, I didn't know. So, <laughs> so skip next, whatever. Who cares? These who cares. Are uh, we can skip this next game. The Jets take down the Jags at home, twenty six twenty one. I mean, I told my dad this was the uh, this was the McDonald's bathroom toilet bowl, and my my dad thought it was funny. But yeah, um, who cares? A four win team beats a two win team. Who gives a yeah, shit? These games don't matter. Um. Zach Wilson, he doesn't impress me at all, nope. really. Nope. Um, all right, upset of the week. The Texans at home, they knock off the Chargers 41-29. to Davis Mills had a really solid game. Almost He threw for 250 yards, two touchdowns. And um, Herbert, Herbert was – he was average in this game. I mean, the, the Texans defense stepped up and played really well when they had to. And uh, 
How about Rex Burkhead? Also for the Texans, 150 yards. Big first game. of all, Big didn't game. know he was still in the league. So we just yeah. learned that today. And two touchdowns for him. So the Texans played, you know, played spoiler a little bit as they, as for right now, they knocked the Chargers out of the playoffs like we talked about earlier. Yep. Big game for the Texans. Um, Davis Mills, of course, the guy who would have been New England's draft pick had they not gotten Mac Jones. Um, really showed something in this game. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Um, but yeah, Burkett having that big game was just backbreaking. Of course, unbelievable. Uh, the Chargers, we have to preface, they were missing Mike Williams due mm-hmm. to COVID. Um, and uh, oh, they're running back. What's the running back's name again? Um, oh, Sony Michelle. No, not Sony Michelle. That's Sony Michelle, the other one. Oh, we're talking about Chargers. Damn it. See, yeah, the quad father. <laughs> His name escapes me. I know who I, I know which one. Hold I'm on. We'll find this out real fast. Uh, of course, my internet's going to be slow. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. His name escapes me right now. I'm so bad at names. Oh, of course. It's Austin Eckler. Yes, Austin Eckler. I knew it started with an A. I just couldn't remember. Aaron yeah, Eckler. Austin Eckler. He was out too. They still had Keenan Allen. I, I really don't understand how the Chargers lost this game, but they lost this game. Huge loss, but. Things are, are a little more optimistic still because it does seem like at one of these teams that are in front of them are at least going to lose or both are going to lose at least one game, and that's all they need. Yep. Now, the Rams, they go on the road in Minnesota, take down the Vikings 30-23. to 23. Vikings are a scrappy team. Uh, they are. They, they've been in a ton of close games this year, games they've both all won. All close games. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, and the Rams from increase. The yeah. And, and the Rams keep winning. Not a good game, though. Not a good game for the Rams. Not a good yeah. game for Matthew Stafford. Very concerning. He was like one one touchdown, like three interceptions, if I remember correctly. Uh, a lot of jokes being made, like you can take Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of Stafford. Um, he's just not – he hasn't been playing well the past couple of weeks, and that should be concerning for the Rams. They're getting it done, but they should be dominating more than what they are. Totally agree. And uh, the Vikings still in the playoff chase. We'll see yeah. if they can. Uh, we'll see if they can win the last couple games and get in. Now we can just skip this next game if you want. Um, Eagles at home take down the Giants, thirty-four to ten. Is there okay. anything to talk about in this I, game? I have. I've got a bone to pick with the with the mainstream media trying to. They keep trying to sell that the Eagles are a good team, that they're impressive. They beat on the freaking Giants. I'm not impressed. Everybody beats on the Giants, okay? They're not a good team, and God bless those Giants fans because they got to deal with another year of Daniel Jones and Joe Judge again. I mean, I I understand we're rivals, but I feel bad. I feel bad for them that they have to see that mess. And for the – like – just stop trying to sell that the Eagles are good. They're, you're going to see what happens in week 18. Dallas is going to crush them. We're going to expose <laughs> them for who they are again. They're not They're not anything. That's my bone to pick. Yeah, and not, it, it's easy to beat the other team when, you know, Saquon Barkley only gets 32 rushing yards too. Fair so that, that also helps. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing to add with this game. It's – uh. Mike Glennon, uh, again, uh, another guy. I'm like, how is he still in the NFL? But he is. Here he is. He's in the NFL. Mike Glennon, and, and then I'm not. they ended up bringing Jake Fromm in in like the third quarter. Uh, Fromm was bad too. Did nothing. Sheesh. Sheesh. 
another guy who never should have gotten in the NFL, but that's just me. Um, all right, the next game. Uh, this game was a blowout. The, the Buccaneers take care of the Panthers, no problem. On the road in Charlotte, 32-6. to I mean, I it's this was a mismatch on paper, and this was a mismatch on the field as well. The Panthers did a weird quarterback by committee thing. They had Cam yeah. in, and they would have Darnold in. It made Darnold, no yeah. sense. Um, but hey, Bucks, Bucks back on. They're they're back on track. Um, they dominated. Of course, they're still missing. You know, they're missing three key offensive players with, you know, Mike Evans and Godwin. Of course, who's out for the season and Leonard Fournette. But hey, they still got it done. Antonio Brown's back. That's huge for that's huge for Brady. So. And it's is is this next win enough to keep the job of one Matt Nagy as the Bears go to Seattle and take down the Seahawks 25-24. Uh came down to the end. The Bears, you got to give them credit. Uh they were able to pull this one out. The Seahawks are done. And you start to question the future of Seattle at this point, especially we talked about Russell Wilson. Will he stay next year? What about Pete Carroll? There's a lot of questions surrounding the Seahawks team, and uh, you know. That this was just a brutal, brutal loss for them. Yeah, I think I think this era of Seattle football is done. I don't think I don't think uh, Russell's coming back. Which but I don't really know what team really wants to pick Russell up because he hasn't looked good this whole season. Granted, he's been injured, but like still, it it doesn't look great. This isn't helping his stock. Um, for the I mean, it's not saving Matt Nagy's job. Matt Nagy's done at the end of the I, season. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah, this is being a terrible. I mean, we got a Nick Foles sighting though. Nick Foles pulling miracles out of his butt again. I mean, I don't <laughs> know how do the hell they keep doing this, and why? Like, I don't know how he keeps doing this. I don't know how, but hey, they they did it. They got the win, but ultimately this game didn't matter for anything. They both got eliminated from the play like playoff contention. So yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you. There's there's really nothing else to say. Um, all right, the Raiders, a, a defensive battle um, in Vegas as they pull out the win, 17-13 over the Broncos. Drew Locke. Uh, stinks. Uh, stinks. He stinks. Why is he still um, in the league? Just quit. You're not good. You'll never be the franchise. I still can't believe they tried to sell him as Patrick Mahomes at one point. Terrible. I got, I got nothing to say. Uh, I've got nothing to say. Josh Jacobs had a nice game. Always, always like rooting for that guy. But hey, He's, it was uh, because of this game. This game. Th- oh, I have to think. I, I do have to thank them because this is the game that gave Dallas the NFC East Championship. Yes. Once again. And the coward Kirby, of course, me. is not here to see me. It's okay. Oh, he'll it's see. Okay. We'll see he'll see. He'll see you next week. You just have to repeat <laughs> it again. I'd be down. Oh, All right, the Chiefs manhandle the Steelers. Pittsburgh rolls into. Uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and tell you what, Kansas City, they are getting super hot right now. I mean, they they are are. a blazing comet right now. We did this without Travis Kelsey, too. Mm -hmm. Byron Byron Pringle had a fantastic game for you guys. Pringle had a great, great game, um, which is good. That just, I mean, this Kansas City defense is looking great also. Um, they've been looking good. Finally, the offense is catching up, which is what well, it's it's kind of a mirror image to what's going on with Dallas. Now the offense is starting to catch up to the defense. Um, yeah, I mean, fan, fantastic win. Ben Roethlisberger, it's time. It's time. D- don't even, you know, I, and I think he well, knows it's time. It's yeah. time. 
I mean, he's he's already indicated this is probably going to be a you know the way he's pr- performed this year. Yeah, uh, these yeah. he's got nothing left. He's got nothing it's left. It's time. It's mm-hmm. it's over. But good win for the Chiefs. I agree. This next game, uh, it's going to make you very happy. Uh, as we already talked about, Dallas absolutely demolishes, demolishes, and bears demolition job. It was a murder. There was a murder at AT and T Stadium. They brought their own benches and were fighting them amongst themselves on their yeah, but, benches. But they've got a damn good culture, Carlos. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Great culture. You guys got there. It's yeah. just 56 uh, to 14. Uh, this, this to me is worse than the Monday night massacre that all the Washington fans is this worse. Is this worse? Like Kirby said about a hundred times on social media. Yes. This, this game was worse. This, game this was, worse was a, this was the most complete game I've ever seen. We dominated them on offense, on defense, on special teams. Games, all three areas. Dak Prescott throws a touchdown pass to a tight end, an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, and a running back. No, I don't think he did running back. Did he run it back? Uh, I have to check. Give me a minute. I can't remember Let the tweet. Check the old box score because I can't remember either. Uh-huh. Might have done uh-huh. running back. I can't remember. Long story short, he was throwing pa- – He, I mean, he was like Oprah out there. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. I mean, my Lord, what an absolute demolition job. Yes, and, Zeke, had, Zeke had a touchdown catch. But yep. it, that was – was it a catch or was it a carry? It was It was a catch. Okay, so, yeah, so he did have – so he threw it to pretty much anybody you could throw it to, he threw it to. Offensive um, tackle, too. Your offensive yep. tackle caught a touchdown. Good old uh, – was it Steel. Terrence Steele? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Terrence Steele who caught it. Uh, you know, big man touchdown to Marcus Lawrence with the thick six. Um, you know, that was the one that was so athletic. It was so Love great. Thick six. And great. then, of course, Taylor Heineke being an idiot, trying to test Trey Brown Diggs first play on his finish. first pass. It was the second play. Second but it was his Sorry. first pass because the, the first play they ran it. Then he tries to test Trayvon Diggs and Diggs just. I mean, he didn't even like care. He was like, "That's mine." And I mean, eleven picks. That's that set the tone. That set yep, the tone for the set game. the tone. And it was just from there. It was just dem- it was just demolition job. Um, great win for Dallas. We are and champions, like said, baby. We're champions. And Washington Kirby was too fighting. cowardly to face me. If you guys come at the Kings, you best not miss because we're back on the throne where we belong. The class of the AF or AFC, the NFC East. There's we are the star of the show. There's a reason why the star is our logo because right. we are the greatest NFC East team there. There, there <laughs> I is. had to stop for. I had to stop for myself because we we're not we don't have the most Super Bowls anymore, so I can't um, claim that. <laughs> I, I just want to make one little comment about Washington. I mean, you we've talked a lot about their off off the field issues uh, with their owner, uh, their previous general manager. They are a mess of a franchise still. And until Daniel Snyder gets investigated fully and charged and fully for his act, hang on team, sell the team, release the report. Um, you know, the Congress is still investigating, obviously, that that uh, I mean, we talked to Megan about that. She was on our show uh probably a couple months ago now i can't remember exactly when uh, it was last interview. month i think yeah. it's it's just one was that last month or october it was one of the yeah. two <laughs> it's been a little that's bit. what i mean it was either a month or two ago anyway 
time moves differently. Release the damn report. Um, and you know, I, I'm not going to tell people to boycott watching Washington. They're already boycotting Washington. I mean, we, we went to the game when we went to go see Kansas city and Washington play. How many more chiefs fans were there than there were Washington fans? Well, and I, and I don't know if it's as much of a, well, I, I guess it goes both ways. I mean, you have people who number one, you know, the, the, to spend the money is ridiculous. Uh, it's so dang on expensive and getting there, getting there's a pain in the ass nightmare. We've, you know, we've, we've talked about all this stuff before, but yeah. they, the, their team is a mess. The, the culture is a mess. And that showed when you have two players going after each other. Um, and, you know, I, I saw the, some of the stuff after the game, all their friends, they're, they're good friends. They're like brothers or whatever. That was a vicious punch. And it's, it's a good thing. It didn't connect. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that was, was that was a punch. hell of a punch. That guy. And like, I, like, um, I understand why, uh, cause it was Allen who threw the punch. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. I understand Alan. why you don't put, you don't, you don't touch another, another, another man's, girl face. man's face. You don't do that. Especially near his eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't do that. So like, I understand his reaction, but it, it's just not a good look. You know, like I understand there are things that you're going to say you're frustrated. You guys are getting, you know, you guys are getting dominated. Like, I understand that. But like that, it's not a good look. You know, there's cameras everywhere. It's going to get caught. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't look. And now that's the story. And and one more thing. Washington made a big hoopla about Dallas bringing their benches to Washington. Why? Hey, why are they bringing their benches to Dallas? In a controlled environment stadium, that why well, you petty. don't need heated. You know, I understand. Pe- you know, I, I like. I love that Mike McCarthy and uh, Ron Rivera have made this rivalry kind of a rivalry again. But I mean, the this is honestly the way this game went was how the first game should have gone. Mm-hmm. You know, defensively we dominated them in the first game. Offensively, we just couldn't get it going. This time around, it was different. We got it going offensively, defensively, and on special teams. And it this is how this Feels is how good. it is. Yeah. So um good win for Dallas. Um obviously it's not as if Washington's you know world beaters, but uh, any win against when Washington. you beat your rival, it, it means something, yeah. especially when you beat them in the way that you all did. You won by 42 points. Uh, one of the biggest blowouts I've seen maybe ever between two rivalries or, or two teams in the same division. Um, and it got us the crowd. We're a champ. Well, it didn't actually. We already had won it. But still, it solidified why we are the champions of the East. You. It solidified the reason. And Kirby, you coward. You didn't want to face the kings of the East. We are the East. All right. All right. One last game. Let's let's hurry through this because we take the hurry up offense has been rather slow today. Um, It has (laughs) the Colts go on the road. They beat the Cardinals. Nice, nice win for the Colts. Twenty two to sixteen. Yeah, the 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 Cardinals again. I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not sold on them. They've they've had too many never been road this season. Yeah. I've never been sold on, and I've been saying it all season. There's just something about them, and I've, and obviously losing DeAndre Hopkins is a huge, huge loss, and I understand that. But just yeah. something about them, I never trusted them, and now look what they went from, you know, contending for the one seat to now they're 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 fighting to even win their division. They're not even leading their division. So, right. um, I, I mean. And they, it's not like they have an easy game. And I mean, they got Dallas, and Dallas is hot right now. So uh, for the Colts, hu- I mean, huge, huge win. I mean, we, we, we they started off the season rough, 
and they've completely turned it around where now they're in playoff contention, but it's going to be tough for them, especially now that they've lost Carson Wentz. But Jonathan Taylor now has an opportunity to really, really show why he should be MVP, like we said earlier. Philip Is Philip Rivers coming out of his high school coaching? Uh, no, because New, Orleans, New Orleans tried to get him out, and they yeah. couldn't. Well, I, w- I wouldn't go to New Orleans either. They're kind of a, they're kind of a mess anyway. All right, Carlos, let's move on here. We got one last little segment here. We're going to see what to watch for here in this almost the end here. Week 17. This would be the final week in a this normal would be the final week, but in a we normal season. But now we have an extra week this year. Yes. So week 17, Carlos, what are you looking out for? A couple of things. We obviously have uh, the college football semifinal playoff games. Uh I don't really know if I'm going to actually be watching those because I'll right. probably be celebrating New Year's. That, uh, you know, that really time. hasn't been, in my opinion, advertised well. Like I, I No, it hasn't really been in the public consciousness lately. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just Strange. because the NFL has just been so on fire lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the games have been lackluster, just the parity of the, of the year where everybody's you so close. Yeah. The yep. college football playoff has kind of flown under the radar. Um, uh, I will say, uh, and of course, NFL-wise, I mean, come on. It's Cowboys-Cardinals. You know, we got the we got the freshly crowned champs of the East yeah. against... Here we uh, go again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, against the, um, you know, a, a potential playoff opponent that we might see him again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And this will be a good barometer to see where Dallas is at um, and obviously we're fighting for the second seed and they're fighting for their division. So it'll be a very competitive game. Uh, and I'm excited for that. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, that's the, I mean, that's a good pick. I think for me, I'm looking at chiefs Bengals. I think that's a solid matchup. You have the, the chiefs obviously trying to continue to get, um, you know, to flex their muscles and continue to stay on a hot streak that they've been on and, and keep their grip on that number one seed, which I think they will. Um, and you have the Bengals who are trying to make sure they keep that division locked up. The AFC North is currently the number three seed. Um, obviously, that plays a lot into what the Ravens, if the Ravens are able to upset the Rams and the Bengals lose, all of a sudden, you know, they're they're neck and neck again. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun week. Week 17, we're coming down to the end of the season. There's going to be a lot more stuff so sorted close. out in these we're last couple so weeks. So close. We're it's so crazy. close to the end. I can see end. the finish line. And then we can, we, we got playoffs, which is what I'm so excited for. Amen, brother. Before Amen. we sign off, once again, rest in peace, John Madden. Rest in peace, John Madden. Um, we'll go through the the all the stuff we have to get through here because you know we have a list of things I have to do. Carlos, Carlos knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but but first and foremost, we definitely want to thank our sponsors, uh, the Trumbull Insurance Agency, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives. And Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. Uh, as you know, visit the Kirby on or Kirby on Sports.com for your all your podcast gear or not gear, but you know, all your I mean, podcast. I'm pretty sure it has a link to the store if you want to buy does, a shirt or a hat. It's been a while since I've been on that website, and I should probably not say that out loud, but yes. Um, and you know, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So there you go. Keep that Spotify, simple. Apple Music. Carlos, leave rate and nine. leave us a review. Please do. I, I do like going through and reading some of the reviews. Now, some of them are repeat customers. We'd like to have some different voices in there. So yeah, it, it if, also if helps you our, to us there. Give us a little. It, us it a, also helps us reach more people if you do that. So absolutely agree, Carlos. Carlos, the Swiss Army Knife, fantastic co-host. 
it was an honor and a privilege serving with you today. That sounded terrible. Like we're, you know, some sort of army or something. Um, but seriously, callers, thank you very much for, uh, for, for coming on today. It was, it was fun. Oh, it was a great time. Champions, baby. Face me, Kirby. Face me, you coward. You aimed at the king and you missed. You will regret that decision for the rest of your life. All right, I'm done. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good finish. That was a, that was a villain speech right there. It was. I, I'm 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 playing heel now. <laughs> if we're going by wrestling terms, I mean I'm, I have it's a wrestling belt. <laughs> by the way, for the people listening, I have a belt. <laughs> it's a WWE belt. It's a WWE yes. belt. So I like it though. It looks it looks really good. It is. It's for, It's pretty fantastic. All right. So. For the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. I'm the weapon, Dan Dembski, filling in for Josh Kirby. He will hopefully be back next week. But till the next time you hear our voices, always remember to create greatness. Have a happy new year, everyone. Safe and healthy. Happy new year. And peace out.